Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Shaded Youth. Today, like every single episode, we have an amazing guest today. Um, I say this about every single one of my guests because every single one of my guests is amazing and special and astounding. Um, this episode in particular, I'm very excited because we have the one and only Mama Hassan, all the way from Texas. Um, uh, just to introduce him briefly, he grew up in New York. He studied his alim course at Darul Uloom New York. Um, and then I believe he did his master's at Islamic Online University. And now he's currently an imam serving in Dallas. Assalamu alaikum, Imam Hassan. How are you? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah, man. I'm doing well. It's an honor to be here. All your words of praise. To be honest, man, we know each other ourselves better than anyone else. I truly am not worthy of any of those words of praise. It's just Allah has blessed me with um, something in life that a lot of people are not blessed with. And that is what is actually deserving of the praise. And that is the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the and messenger. Uh, other than that, I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Um, one thing is, uh, I, I love my peeps in Dallas, but I'm actually Imam in Houston, so I got to represent each town. I can't let that. I can't let that one happen, you know. Oh if man, that happens. If my if, if people hear that I was, I, I I let that slide, you know, I'm gonna be in trouble. <laughs> Subhanallah. All right. Um, speak, speaking of Dallas and and Houston, what about New York? No love for New York. Oh, I mean, New York is home to the heart of that, right? So right. I'm New York every day. Uh, I just have to, I really don't represent uh, Houston at all um, <laughs> unless I'm in New York. Yeah, one of, this is one of the things my sister says. She's like, you're so fake. You're in Houston and you're representing New York. And in, you're in New York, you're representing Houston. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you got you to gotta play your cards right. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Uh, of course, you, you lived in, in both states, and, and I speak about this with my friends a lot because I see a lot of our, our shuyukh leaving from Texas to go to Texas, uh, from leaving from New York to go to Texas. Um, right. And I, I'm kind of just seeing this phenomenon. I'm like, is it the, is it the property taxes? Is it like the land there? <laughs> is it, uh, like, what is it? <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. There's a lot, to be honest, mm. The, the pros and cons of being in, in, in one of the major metropolitan cities of Texas, like Houston or Dallas or Austin or San Antonio, compared to being in New York City, right, or, or in Long, Long Island, there's pros and cons, but the pros are, some of the things you mentioned, man, um, when you are going forth in terms of career, and that's what you have to kind of label it as, let's just be raw and honest, that when we take this path, embark on this journey to be religious uh, you know, servers of the deen, we have, it's a profession, right? It's a career for us. Unfortunately, there's no Islamic state to, you know, not make it a career so we can do something else. So when we do this, you have to look at a lot of other things. Uh, you look at longevity. In New York, longevity is not a guarantee as a, mm. you know, when you, when you take a position. You look at, uh, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, building forward uh, towards a family, Obviously, that comes with financial at a financial cost. So in New York, you're building towards a family and, and a house and living and, and not even comfort to like luxury, but comfort to the fact that you don't have to worry that if I get hit with like a crazy bill, I won't be able mm. to handle it. You know, right. So, right. so, so in, in Houston, that all of that in Dallas and all of these things are, um, are a lot, a lot more um, better. Right. Um, in terms of being. In terms of being, um, I feel this. What I notice is 
people in Houston, this is what I noticed, right? I can't speak for Dallas or anyone else. They were just so much more thirsty for the Dean. They were so much more zealous for the Dean. So you do feel a lot more appreciated. And I know we don't do it for people's appreciation, but that's human nature. We, want, we all want to feel appreciated for the work that we do. And that's what keeps me there or us there as well, right? And obviously, you know, the, the, the perks, like no income tax. There's no income tax, bro. I'm in Houston. There's no income tax. Oh, like I get man. Federal, that's it. So you guys get city, state, county, yeah, yeah, uh, it's a lot. neighborhood, block, and then like the street <laughs> that you're on, there's, there's like a tax for everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the... All of that matters. And then let's just be raw. Uh, if a masjid in New York was to offer me I'm not getting any of those perks, right? Let's say I'm, I'm, uh, there's two massages. Both offer me the. I think I'd probably stay in New York. Maybe I would obviously, you know, I'm just saying this just because I love being at home with family and you miss out on, right? You're not near your teachers no more. You're not near your friends who you grew up with. You're not near a family anymore. You sacrifice all of that. You make the hijrah. You make the migration to serve the deen. Uh, bring, you know, uh, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bring ease and comfort to yourself and to your family. You sacrifice all of that when you make that move. But the, the masajid in New York, Allah bless the scholars who are here, bro. They are being so underappreciated in terms of financial value. They are assets, man. Houston is starving for scholars and New York is overloaded with them. And people don't do not um, appreciate what they have out there. So that's another thing. When you when you look outside of New York, they're giving you almost double, sometimes triple the amount of what you're gonna make in New York. And you're thinking like, you know, I'm gonna be struggling. And I've seen my teachers struggle in New York, and I've seen my teachers' peers and their, uh, you know. Um, mentors struggle in New York and they haven't to what cause and I can make that same struggle in terms of putting forth the effort in a different place and still reap the financial rewards of it at the same time so you know a lot of things go into it gotcha, gotcha. no problem uh, there we go all right just had to turn off my notifications man I was just getting my phone okay. going up yeah gotcha <laughs> um, I mean speaking of notifications right a lot of them are probably from Instagram right uh, seeing as how you Seeing as how you gained, yeah. you know, over a thousand followers in the span of what, two, three, four, three months, right? It's been only three months um, that you've been am, on? It's been three months. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm been, I've been pretty unactive for the last one month due to my gotcha. finals and um, just personal issues. But alhamdulillah, you know, honestly, when I started um, IG, and I know you're trying to make a point, I'm sorry I cut you off. No, no worries. My goal, my sister, uh, she has an Islamic page also, Team Akhara, right? So she's been, she's like 40-something K followers. She's been telling me to follow, you know, start Insta. I'm just like, I'm not really about that. It's not my thing. And, I, and during quarantine, I just had to do something to keep myself productive or else I was going to go crazy. So I was like, I'll start. I made a goal to reach 1,000 by next Ramadan, so one year, right? Alhamdulillah. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was just my goal. That was just one of, one of my goals. I was like, you know, I'm, okay. uh, I don't want to set the bar so high that I, I set myself for failure. And I was like asking my sister and others, you think I'll reach 1,000? They're like, yeah, you might even reach two. And I just really went in. I, 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 um, I just kind of did it uh, to serve the youth. I know people need to hear it. I feel like I, was, I had a much louder and more amplified voice on Instagram with the youth, with the people who are on ground struggling. And that really made me want to continue, you know, I was, I was posting literally every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, um, that's what got my attention because right. you were, you were very similar to, uh, 
Mufti MWK, who's also in Texas right now. Um, you guys, hey, you guys were doing like, boy, the, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. You guys have like <laughs> a very similar, um, uh, like presentation in terms of like your IG videos and things like that. So you both you did the the fake or fiction on your Instagram stories. You know, got a lot of yeah. engagement through that. I'm guessing. Um, and uh, your your videos themselves. You had a really nice uh, starting series, I guess, if you want to call it that, on Instagram, you know, talking about marriage, talking about love, all these things that affect the youth, like you said. Right, right. Um, what, what got you, like, what, what got in your head that, uh, you know, I need to make this series that uh, about, I need to tackle this topic of, Facts. you know, halal yeah. love, dating, marriage. Right, right. So actually, the first series I, I started was, so I, I joined Instagram the last 11 days. series is um uh last 10 days of ramadan and i just it's like a, a series every every i think there's like 11 episodes of like two three minutes of something powerful that we can do in these last 10 days and that actually then changed to another a four episode series of post ramadan vibes and then i was like i had a bunch of ideas i still have a lot of ideas i don't really want to throw them out maybe because People just take them. I felt like someone already did that, but I'm not going to really, um, you know, hear them <laughs> right. out like that. Right, right. But um, so I had a bunch of ideas, and I just put it on my uh, my my story that what's the next thing you guys want me to talk about? And majority of the people wanted uh, nikah, right? Mm. So I was like, okay. Now the way I approach this nikah series is um very different to how traditionally it's a nikah topic is approached because nobody or rarely people will talk about the pre-nikah phase. It's just like sabar, sabar, sabar until you get ready to get married and then this is what, then they talk about everything after that. And I really wanted to talk because a lot of the youth were saying how to get married, what should I do, this and that. And I, I didn't know how to really tell them through like an IG story answer that you know, nikah is not just about wanting to marry. It's, it's like are you even ready? And I wanted to really go through the details of what it means to be nikah ready and how to self-evaluate yourself and your prospect spouse. And then also obviously touch upon stuff that everybody wants to hear about, which may be taboo in, more, in some senior topic uh, circles uh, about like halal dating and stuff like that. And um, how to actually get to know someone. Because Islam is also compatibility. But how do you determine compatibility if you can't even talk to the person, right? So right. I went through lengthy, um, you know, hadith and uh, incidents from the lives of the companions to, and you know, whatever. And in the in the in the parameters of halal, right? In the parameters of Islam, we're allowed to get to know somebody. So I really wanted to let the youth know that. See, a lot of times, what we are told by our leaders in the world, not only scholars is that what the mistakes are, what the problems are, but we're not really presented with solutions. The right. solutions are not, not practical, they're more like theoretical, like, like be patient, but not how I be patient, or this is for my spirituality, but someone who's not on that spiritual level, how can they be practical? How can they have a, you know, a practical solution? Uh, so I really wanted to present that practical solution for the youth that you can get to know someone before marriage, but first of all, see if you're ready and then this is how you get to know somebody. So that's what really got me into it. 
it took a lot of work. People don't realize that those six, five, four minute videos, is about an hour, hour and a half because it's like I have to look, I have to search, I have to get the hadith, I have to see if it's sahih, I have to see who said it's sahih, I have to then connect all the dots together, I have to brainstorm, put it. And then recording the video, sometimes it takes multiple takes. You know, mm-hmm. if it's a five minute video and I'm doing three takes, four takes. Uh, that's like I wasted. I, I spent a half an hour just recording a video, and then I edited it. You know, which takes about another hour. You know, putting all the you know, but you know, subhanallah. But I I I enjoy this because, as I mentioned, my first point, right? When you asked about why I went to Houston, this is our profession, and we get paid for it. But I want to present something to Allah on the Day of Judgment that I did only for His sake. Of course. That was course. that was for me, that was for him, that was for the youth and, and I think IG is that platform for me right now. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh you spoke about something like incredibly important that I don't think gets talked about enough in lectures and um daughters or anything like that. And that was compatibility, right? Because a lot of the time, you know, I'm only twenty years old, right? And a lot of the thing that we hear now as youth is like get married young, right? It's half your dean, protect yourself, you know, don't fall into right. you know, right? Um, but just like you said, it's not the most easy thing to just go about. No. Like you have to be practical, right? Because you can't just, you know, go out and marry just on a whim, 18, 19, 20. You're not even emotionally, mentally developed, right? Not spiritually, you know, matured yet. You don't really know what you want. And on top of that, there's the financial mm-hmm. aspect that, you know, our parents constantly remind us of. So, you know, I, that's something that I've realized you've emphasized on multiple videos that, you know, you should consider these things um, before you get married you know don't just rush into getting married young right right, so that, that, that's right, one right. Thing, yeah that's one thing i, I kind of want you uh, i that, that's one thing i kind of want to ask you about um of course getting married is important but is is the importance of it great enough that we should kind of just sacrifice so many other things you know like our free time like um you know spiritually maturing ourselves because that's another person that we have to take care of now Yep. That's a great question. See, uh, when we study the text of the Quran and the Hadith, right, some are very general in terms of, in, 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 in terms of how to approach marriage. And I kind of go about it in that sense, right, in a very holistic, general sense. But there's also emergency and necessity cases. And Islam talks about preservation of five things. Preservation of the self, the life. Preservation of the faith. So self meaning someone's about to kill me, I need to do everything in my power. Preservation of the faith, meaning by that, I need to preserve this oneness of Allah at all costs. Then comes preservation of lineage or preservation of wealth and preservation of the mind, meaning I need to do everything not to get drunk or high or mess up my mind. Preservation of wealth, I need to not blow away my money or gamble. Or Now, when it comes to preservation of lineage, it's, 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 it's at number three. Which basically means I can't do anything I, uh, haram, like I can't be in a haram relationship or go towards zina, right? Now, if that, the preserving my, my uh, sanctity, right, or my chastity, rather, I'm sorry, it, it, it becomes an issue, then I need to kind of look at, overlook the other things. Yes, it's completely wrong to get married if you're not financially ready. It's completely not right. It's against the sunnah to get married when you're emotionally or mentally not ready. But if you are in a situation where you will do zina, you know it, and you are doing zina, and that scenario 
those things will take a backseat because you're, there's, now, there's two forces of wrong colliding. The force of mentally not being ready, emotionally not being ready, and the force of zina. And Islam says, no, first protect this, then come to the others. So there is a time and place for that where you sometimes just need to get married. But I think a lot of our youth, what they go through, they think they're going through that, but they're not. What they're going through is a lack of, uh, yeah, what they're going through is a lack of maturity in one way or the other, either emotionally or mentally or even spiritually. And it's just, la it's just lack of self-control. That's really what it is, right? Um, and and in, in like street terms, they're just really just tripping and bugging out. That's really yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, you know no, you're mean? right. <laughs> so that's what's going on with them. But if someone is really trying and it just keeps happening, yeah, bro, for you get married. Even if you have to, even if you can provide one meal to that girl a day, you got something somewhere to put her, whatever, get married. And let her know this is what she's signing up for. But otherwise, that's not what you said. That's not how you approach marriage. You don't go towards marriage. That's why Allah says, don't even go near zina. Because then you make the natural process of maturing, of maturation towards marriage uh, impossible. Allah wants you to naturally mature emotionally, spiritually, mentally, financially, and then you're ready for marriage. But when you go near zina, you keep messing that maturation process up. And then you put yourself in a situation where you have to get married to save yourself from zina. Alhamdulillah, you did one good thing, but now your marriage will suffer. You suffer from issues and fights that will be a result of one of you or both of you being not mature enough in one sense or the other, right? And uh, and that time, you can't be like, I shouldn't have never gotten married. At that time, you need to be like, this is exactly what I signed up for. So I don't know if that really answers or addresses what you were saying, but um, th th that's how I, you know, I kind of approached these the, uh, that element of it. Um, if I didn't answer the question, you know, no, no, uh, that, that, that's perfect. That's perfect. Alhamdulillah. Um, I, I heard something, I believe from a scholar uh, before where it, it was like, uh, for some people, it's halal to get married. For some people, it's wajib to get married. And then for some people, it's haram to get married. Um, yeah. Would that be an accurate representation of, uh, of those kind of categories? Uh, yeah, gotcha. absolutely. Absolutely. Some people, it's, so the default, see, actions have their defaults. Uh, so the default in marriage is sunnah. Mm. It could be, it could be lower down to desirable for you or just permissible. It could be even lowered further down to makruh. It could be elevated to like extremely emphasized sunnah, right? Or wajib even and stuff like that. Gotcha. So it depends on your situation. Right, right, right. So of course with, you know, that influx of like get married young, get married young that we all you know, right. hear on, on like a weekly basis, right. you know? So yeah. the, there's the other extreme, right? Of, um, a lot of a lot of my boys, you know, they're kind of scared by the concept of having to live with just one person for the rest of their life, right? Um, and then that's that's the romanticized kind of thing that we hear in Hollywood of like, oh, you got to choose the one, right? Um, and then people spend five, six years just dating around trying to find out who the one is. Right. And then you see the divorce stats in our country, and it's like, did we ever like? Did we ever like ever uh, solve that problem? Mm. Um, so how do you kind of so they're tackle... basically scared of commitment? Kind of, yeah. But how do you tackle that that fear of what if I made the wrong choice? Um, the simple and easy answer is Islam <laughs> gives you four choices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you feel like you messed... 
if you, if you feel like you messed up with her, the first one, just think about the verse when Allah says, perhaps there's there's certain things you don't like in them, but overlook those and look at the things you like and you know that that you like. So perhaps there there's certain things you dislike. Overlook them and look at the things you like, and then be like, okay, I got another option. So let me just. Um, I know it's kind of pretty taboo to talk about it, but that's the reality. Right. The thing is, there, man. Um, people are scared of commitment because. Of what? No one is Mr. Perfect or Miss Perfect, right? That's number one. That's what we have to kind of get in our mind. You're going to keep dating. You can be dating your entire life, but you're not going to find the perfect one where you feel like I made the perfect choice. There's going to be marriage is all about sacrifice and compromise, which you do uh, patiently, but also for the sake, because you love the other person, right? And love, here's the thing about love. And people, you know, if I made a circle and I said, color, like if uh, this is the circle, this is love in your life. Allah equals the marker red, the prophet equals blue, your parents equal black, and, uh, you know, your wife equals green and X, Y, Z. So color in your space and how it needs to be filled. Anyone who puts any other thing besides red and filling it completely with Allah is a mistake, mm. right? Because because of Allah, we love everyone that Allah tells us to love, how he tells us to love them, when he tells us to love them, and you know, how many ever times he tells us to love them. So love will develop because when we look at it from the lens of value, that's what it is. It's all about values, right? When you're looking into a person, if you make Islam and what Allah wants us to be our moral values, I think I did a video on my values as well. Right now. Then you'll, in, in which Allah actually says seven places in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, these are the people I love and then about eight or nine places where he says, these are the people I don't love, right? So when we make our values those things, it's easy to accept someone's deficiencies in a person because you'll see there's so much greater in the good in them. And then you can over, you won't have that fear, that anxiety, if I'm going to make the wrong decision because you're going to fall in love with qualities that Allah has fell in love with or Allah has ex explained his love for. And those qualities, because they, sh because Allah loves them, they will always remain. You know what I mean? That's number one. Number two is this this this, so this life that we live in the West about um, dating and dating and dating. And this this is a false fear. Oh, what if I make the wrong choice? The actual thing is the fear of getting away from the enjoyment of zina, the enjoyment of getting fear of getting away or being taken away from the enjoyment of haram. And that's what Shaitan keeps putting in front of us. Allah says in the Quran. When shaitan challenges Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, I will zayin. Muzayin means to beautify someone. So when a girl gets decorated and ready for marriage, you know, tazin, that's what it is. Shaitan says, I will make tazin and make muzayin, decorate sin for, for your servants. Right? It will be like completely attracting them. So it's not, oh, what if I make the wrong choice? Because look, the world has been running on wrong choices. Human beings are prone to error. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the, everyone is functioning. It's just how you deal, how you react, how you behave to certain incidences. But the fact to make that excuse, I think that's, that's a very big sign that a person's attachment to sin, and such a major sin, Allah, you know, in the Quran about riba or about any major sin, which is either, you know, usury or, 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 or alcohol or disobedience of parents or murder, Allah doesn't say, don't go near it. He says, just don't do it. But when it comes to zina, don't even go near it. Because every step going towards of it is just going to destroy you. So this is, and it's, so, and it's like an attraction. It's like a, it's a magnetic thing. 
this hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says, "In the dunya is sweet, it's green, it's luscious." I'm sorry if there's a lot of noise in the back. No, it's fine. It's fine. Right. The, the Prophet says the dunya is sweet and luscious, right? And Allah has placed you, when Allah fiha, and Allah has placed you in it. And he wants to see how you will behave and react. Be aware of the dunya. Fear or stay away from the dunya and its luxuries. And stay away from the luxuries and the, and the, and the, and the enjoyments of women. The first major trial for people in Bani Israel, meaning the, the, the nation where majority of the prophets were. Majority of prophets, majority of God's men went what was their first trial? It was in women. So this is natural. It's bound to happen, right? We just need to, we can't be like, oh, I'm not susceptible to this. If I am, as an imam or as a person who's trying to practice and preach deen, think women won't affect me. I'm lying. I'm telling you right now. So if anyone else is telling you that they're lying, they're just straight up lying, you know? You have to be away from that. Because Allah says, don't go near it. Whatever it is, not mean. Stay away from it. So you have to keep that in mind. Maybe Vice versa, I guess, for the... Same advice for women, right? But obviously to oh, a lesser extent. Because, yeah, yeah, of course. You know. Because men are beasts, right? right? Men are yeah. so so savage in their approach. Yeah. Our girls are more like like foxes and sly and slick. They're both committing mm-hmm. sin, but they're doing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. So you gotta, you got you to gotta call out the, the one that's going crazy. Then the other one will move away on its own. Gotcha. But yeah, it definitely goes both ways. Right. Well... I know you're kind of on a time crunch right now. You know, Jazakallah yeah. khair, Imam Hassan, so much for, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule for doing this. Um, you know, I've, I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Uh, and then I finally got the courage to send that IGDM and, you know, you accepted, alhamdulillah. So, oh, no need to worry about it. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, I appreciate it. I love being here. Um, anytime, I, I'd actually love to do this again. People actually, when they call, call me for different things, uh, they make it a little too formal. And I'm just <laughs> like, the whole day I'm formal. <laughs> I, let me be me, you know, right. and at the same time, you know, uh, say some things about Allah and his messenger. So uh, it would be an honor for me. It was an honor for me to be here. It'd be an honor for me to be here again. And um, looking forward to uh, all the great stuff that you're, 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 you're you know, you're, you're posting. Jazakallah khair. Um, once again, thank you so much. And yeah, uh, have a nice day. Assalamualaikum. All right. Thank you guys for checking out another episode of the Shady Youth Podcast. Inshallah. You know, we're going to have so many more guests like this in the future. Uh, Keep coming back weekly. Keep coming back, you know, listening to every single episode. And we're going to keep making them, inshallah. So, yeah, have a nice day, guys. Dum da 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 da